0: You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome, my friends the catacombs, the deep underground layer where we keep the really weird stuff at that cult movie cantina. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by my co-hoss. co Drew.
1: What's up, Drew? Uh, co-hoss. Co-hoss. <laughs> I'm Drew to co I think that's My voice is a little bit deeper. I, know, <laughs> I was about to see if you could do that all show. I might be able to do <laughs> I might be, it's like a Sam Elliott meets the trailer guy.
0: Haas was my favorite character on Bonanza, by the way.
1: Of course, everyone's favorite
0: character is Haas. I thought it was like Michael Landon, um, who I cannot remember his name. Yeah, I can't either. So I he, see
1: his face. Right, but I can't remember. Haas? I remember Haas. Hoss so Haas is the best. You just want to hug Haas and like. <laughs> yeah. He pretty. He, I, although sometimes I wonder if Haas is like of mice and men. Right. He, he's like fuzzy and you know, then it's too late. <laughs> Your neck's broken.
0: That, that was an episode that didn't air. <laughs> On this, <laughs>
1: wait—it's one of those. Uh, tell me on about this the- very special episode of Bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I keep want to say John Boy, but it's not. What is?
1: What is- oh. I see it, Little Joe.
0: Little Joe. <laughs> so uh, tell me about the rabbits, Little Joe.
1: <laughs> tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> it's terrible, but so, uh, we love it.
0: Uh, Lynn Cart- uh, ben ben Cartwright was Lauren Green. Yeah, Battlestar
1: Galactica. Yep, or. Or the Mutual Omaha nature videos. Remember those when we were kids? Absolutely. In fact, I pulled those up. I referenced those in a movie one time, and I, in trying to get the music licensed, right. So I went after it, and they were like, "Yeah, you can license it. It's fifty thousand dollars." I was like, "It plays for four seconds." (laughs) They can give you.
0: They can give you the four second credit. I
1: was like, "It's a kids movie, not really, but I mean, it's like a, it's a PG family film. It was for Nigel and Oscar. Like, there's a random scene in the movie where I wanted the Mutual Omaha opening to occur." So that you, because that movie is all about paying it back. It's all like nostalgia, the entire damn thing. Am I a little, little key? Well, a little bit, but we can fix it. Well, I'll just back off
0: this microphone. No, 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 no. You were just, when you were backing off, you were getting soft. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No problem. You got to eat this thing. <laughs> you got to eat it. Um. So, uh,
1: they can give you like a for a four second kitten? Nope. I mean, they could. See, that's the thing. They can all do it, but it's, it's not the publisher, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure the. the recording wouldn't care it's the publisher whoever 99 percent of the time in movies the reason you get terrible songs is because some a-hole is holding the publishing rights right and that's usually what messes it up or vice versa they are holding the recording rights and the artist is like yeah you can use it like uh delinquent habits do you remember them no all right so they're like a spanish-influenced hip-hop group okay um i'm trying to remember trace hombres i can't remember the name of the song that was really popular I ended up talking to I'll find
0: it put it in the show notes. How about
1: that? Yeah, please do it. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I found the guy who wrote the song, who was the head of that band, and he was like, yeah, you can absolutely use it. So then I have to go to Universal. Yeah, Universal or DGC. Who had DGC? Whoever had that record label. And I had to go out to them, and they were like, oh, yeah, sure, you can get it. It's uh, Favorite Nations, $20,000 per side. Which means you're $20,000 for publishing, $20,000 for the recording. So that guy, I told him, he's like, Well, you can't afford that. I was like, You're right, I can't afford it. I was like, I'll write you a brand new song. I was like, Yeah, that doesn't really work for what I'm trying to do. No <laughs> but, offense.
0: But no, but it's a nice
1: gesture. It you're is just, a great gesture. Thought. But I needed like a 90s song that people had heard before. Right.
0: So, see, my thought in that, maybe it's just the business sense in me. To me, it's like, All right, so I'm I, if I can't get $50,000, let's get some money because some money's better than no money. No, no, I agreed. And so it was like, if it's going to be four seconds, how much
1: is a second worth to us? So, you know, how long is the song divided by 50,000? That's how much? You know? It might have been five, but whatever it was, it was just past the sampling. Right. So we tried to do the sampling gimmick. Right. But the problem was this. We're literally paying homage directly to. Right. So the sampling was on par.
0: I got you. I got you.
1: Shattered my dreams. I'm. S- <laughs> we're being thematic early, aren't we? I'm drinking Tangerine Dream. (sighs) It's Tangerine and Vodka. Yeah, got you. Tangerine Dream also did the uh, soundtrack to Firestarter. Oh, then that's good. That's Paul Hasslinger. Have you ever heard his music? Yeah. He's one of my favorite composers. I didn't realize he did the Tangerine Dream music. Yeah,
0: so when when I watch Firestarter, it sounds like a John Carpenter score because it's very low-key synthy. And I was like, oh, John Carpenter did this, right? No, no Tangerine Dream. I'm like, awesome. That's killer. It's It's a movie we'll probably do on this podcast. It's a good show. Yep. You can check us out on the we- on our website at scottywhite.com. You can join the discussion of the Cult Movie Cantina Facebook page, Facebook.com slash cult movie cantina. Our movies are old, like your grandma, so why don't you talk to her on Facebook while you're visiting us on Facebook? The place your grandma goes and weird movies lurk. Facebook. <laughs>
1: it's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> it's the first brilliant. time I've read it. <laughs> I love it. Can we keep that as a theme? We can. Our movies are weird like your grandma. Or that crazy that was more I like, that
0: was more like, they're weird, like Facebook, because that's where your grandma goes. <laughs> I'm working with this artist. I, I'm working with this artist for this uh, Kickstarter I've got. I will not plug it on this show, but you should totally you go should to scottywhite.com. It's, White. it's actually a really good read. But um, he gave me a nice blurb for it. It's a good read. It's cinematic. But uh, so the artist I was working with, she she just on her Twitter, she was like, I I don't check my Facebook unless I want to talk to my grandma. And that's how I thought of Oh, brilliant. (laughs) This is what I thought of inspiration everywhere. So that's what I thought thought of. This week we take a look at the sci-fi horror classic
1: Dreamscape. Alex Gardner has a unique talent. And even he doesn't know what it can do.
0: No one has ever done it before. No one has even conceived of doing it before. Going
1: into another person's dream. You might have to see that and it. He is about to enter a world that no one has ever seen before. The world of your dreams. I was under the impression we were conducting scientific research here. You sound as if you don't approve. I can see you're going to be a real challenge to work with. Oh, wait a minute, Doctor. I haven't agreed to anything yet. There's somebody in my dreams. Who? An awful, ugly monster.
0: This kid is being eaten alive and nobody gives a damn. Whatever his demon is, you have to help him face it. There's nobody there. Are you sure, Alex? He's always there.
1: But Alex will make a discovery more frightening than any dream. What's going on? I had to let you know you're in danger. You want my secrets. I just want some advice. I'm afraid he has to be killed. I'll men to I think I should deal with this on my own. And now, his only way out is to go back in to the dreamscape. Kate Capshaw, Dreamscape. When you close your eyes, the adventure begins. My 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 favorite thing about this movie, including the trailer, is the graphic. Yeah, the graphic's cool. Because in a weird way, like I'm sure some people might see that graphic and be like, oh, that's super dated. And it is, but that was hand-drawn. Oh, like, yeah, it was. Back then, there were no, you know, three D titling. There's no After Effects, which no. is open sitting right beside me, right? right. But there's no After Effects for for titles to be made. That was a hand drawn title. Someone had to think that through and then animate it frame by frame, and like a freaking cartoon. And it's awesome. It's great. It's awesome.
0: Um, the poster for this movie, though, is pretty awesome too. The original or the the
1: because you know they changed the box art,
0: right? But the the, the original poster, the original yeah. the original eighty four poster, um, is amazing, and. I am. I'm gonna be the old guy here. In my day, posters were better. Of course they were, because they're all rip ripoffs of Drew Struzan. Right. I <laughs> mean, every single one on of them is ripoff of Struzan. Because when I looked at did
1: Drew Struzan do this? No, but it looked just like a Drew Struzan. Poster. <laughs> Some executives like, hey, uh, give me that Drew Struzan guy. And they're like, we can't afford him. And then they're like, uh, get his cousin Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Struzan. Ted Struzan's really good. I like you. He does
0: really good work. Uh, uh, it's got. Like the the poster's got Dennis Quaid with a torch and Cape Cashall's and everything. Where's the torch come from? Uh the end of the movie when he's picking up the torch to fight the steak monster. Oh dear God. So one frame. Right, right, right. So but but so You watch, you look at that poster and you go, I want to see this movie. Oh, 100%. You don't
1: get that movie. (laughs) This podcast, actually, that's a theme on this podcast, I have a feeling, is that 99% of the time the posters are for movies that were pre-sold and they're going to look way better. (laughs) Better. They're going to look way better. Yeah, that movie looks like an adventure. In fact, it almost reminds me, I haven't looked at it, I have to do some cross research. Do you remember the old Alan Quartermain movies? Oh, yeah. I love them. Oh, yeah. I do. I, I I used to. I went back and watched. Oh, they're terrible. I
0: went back and watched uh, the first ones, uh, Lost City of Gold. Oh, no, that's, no, that's great. the second one. That's uh, the second one. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's King, S- King Solomon's, Solomon's Mine was the yep. first one because they're both canon films. Yep. And with Richard Chamberlain yep. and uh, who was the her? She's. It's not Daryl Hannah. It's um. It's somebody. Um, uh, Su- uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it. one of her for. It's canon films. It's like it's up there with Firewalker. <laughs> but she's good in it. Oh, she's good. I mean, Richard Chamberlain's good. fine. Rich Chamberlain's great. But I mean, it's the
1: <laughs> worst poor man to rip off of Indiana oh, yeah. Jones. The poster for one of those looks exactly like the Dreamscape poster.
0: All right, I, I, and I love those. I mean, we'll have to do one, at least one of them. We may do them both on the show. I mean, if, if, I if, mean, King Solomon's is great because <coughs> it has the weird worm creatures. But, but. Elvira's in the second one. That she's in the Lost City of Gold. Yep. Uh, and then what about, uh, about the dude, Cassandra Peterson?
1: And then he hits it, and the gold melts and covers him. <laughs> it's so bad. That's a perfect. As a kid, I thought movie. that was
0: R- Ricardo Montalban and It was
1: not. <laughs> this is the same day, <laughs> right? I thought forever. I was like, <laughs> I am to be in. I was not. like, oh, it's the guy from Star Trek Wrath of Khan.
0: Right. He's here. And um
1: J.J. Jones is in it, and it's 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 weird when you start digging into like this movie actually has a really good cast, minus Kate Capshaw. I-, I couldn't get into her again. Well, it's Kate Capshaw. Yeah, I just... She's not... It's not... This isn't a uh, uh, attractive, non-attractive thing. No, no, it's no, just, no, no, no. She's, she's, she's very, beautiful. She's beautiful. It, it, yeah. So it has nothing to do with it. I just... I don't believe her because she's forever stuck in my brain, in my adolescent brain, as Indiana Jones's <laughs> side hustle. Right? Because, like, he didn't care Indeed. about her. Yeah, it just... So it just didn't work, and then... When she married to Spielberg? Still is. Well, good for her. Still is. They have five kids. Good for her. I looked it up while I was doing my research. Yeah, my thought good. was,
0: are they still married now? Because I know he's been married before, but he married earlier and then married her. Oh, gotcha. So, Dreamscape came out, as I mentioned, in 1984. It was directed by Joseph Rubin. Joseph Rubin has directed- He's a he's a mine. <laughs> amazing stuff. I, I This is not a well-known film, but it's one of my favorite movies- uh, it's James Wood, Robert Downey Jr. Lawyer movie called True Believer. So good. It's so good. The the, the they're um they're trying to defend Chosen from Karate Kid Part Two. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> totally right. And so <laughs> it's great. It, it's got the dad. I never think of the dad from um. That seventy show, Red. I can't think of his yep, name. I he, see his face. He's in it. it's yeah. I, I watched it. I have Crackle because everyone, because it's free, but it's on Crackle right now. And so I watched it like two weeks ago. Oh, and I'm going to go back and I watch it. I just loved it. So good. So he did True Believer. He did Sleeping with the Enemy, which was a Julia Roberts movie huge after. Movie. Huge movie. Huge movies. Julia yeah. Roberts movies after Pretty Woman. Uh, he did The Good Son. Great movie. Oh, uh, Money Train, and then Money Train's a great movie, Money too. Money Train's a good movie, too. And then he did Return to Paradise, which gave us Joaquin Phoenix. And probably Joaquin Phoenix is one of his finest roles until
1: a- the Joker. Absolutely. And the guy who made Dreamscape did that. Right. So like, that's, that's, tr- that's that's insanity.
0: Uh, it was written by David Lowry. Who uh, also has pedigree. Uh, Lowery d- did Well, you say that, and then I start with, he did the story on Star Trek 5.
1: <laughs> but he still made a Star Trek movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's 5. <laughs> uh, he did the nineteen ninety three version of Three Musketeers. He also did Pasture Fifty Seven, which did, I love. Which, always yeah, bet on black. Yeah,
1: always been on black. You never get that line if we don't have this movie.
0: Uh, it is also uh, the, so he did the story by. He also wrote the screenplay with Chuck Russell, who was the director of Nightmare on Elm Street Three, director of The Blob, which was a Frank Darabont script, The Mask, and then he did The Scorpion King. And I'm then great, uh, also, that guy
1: like went on too. Yeah.
0: And so and then Joseph Rubin also did
1: because did the mask to... was a huge box office. Oh yeah, it
0: was, yeah. It was and a, Scorpion King was the first rock movie. Uh, M Street Three was too. M Street Three was the biggest M Street for a while. It was like the biggest.
1: I you mean, know, it did. It, it, it'd be you one know, numbers. I'm, a, I'm gonna pull my Justina card. I've only seen one. We'll do. We'll. It's just not my jam. That's no, okay. Not but, in a negative way. So I'm not opposed. I just never. uh One is a
0: classic horror film. Nightmare right. on Street is a classic horror film, and it holds up in certain ways. In some ways, it, it 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 doesn't really follow its own rules, but it's okay. It works. Two is a mess, Uh but it's weird. And I, when two even two came out, no, I don't think really a lot of people like it. Now it's more of a a coming out movie because it's totally about you know coming out of the closet and when you go back when you go back and look at that you go oh i get it there's like uh, right. yeah there's there's a scene where the coach is like whipping these kids in the, in like a like uh the the showers with you know leather you know you know there's a whole there's a whole bit about that and so i was like oh when i saw it when i was like 9 i didn't get it yes my mother made me let me watch movies way earlier than i should have uh but but, but that's why you have Scotty now right that's how you get Scotty now so M Street Three is uh, kind of a return to the first one. They you know it's a whole new set of M, M Street kids and it make and they're all in, in a kind of a psychiatric ward because oh, no. Oh yeah, I know the plot you, of this. Yeah, because That's no right. one believes them because right. and so it was, and they they all have like sleep disorders because Freddie was trying to which kills Dream Warriors. Uh, Dream War. That one's Dream Warriors. Oh, okay. So that's with, the, with that, a Dawkins song. Yeah. 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 Okay. Got it. A large fish burns in it as an orderly. You know. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and it's 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 a it's a good movie. Four is a fun movie. Fun four gets a little fantastical, and there's places in four where you're like, they run out of budget. But if they had budget, this would have been awesome. Yeah. And then after that's kind of a mess. But yeah. there's there's a scene in four. They have a, uh, a kid who's uh, obsessed with kung fu movies and being you know he practices martial arts and stuff. And so there's a scene in. And his dream where he fights Freddy Krueger, but they didn't have the budget left, so he just fights an invisible glove. Oh boy! And so he, you know, he's doing his karate moves, oh, and boy. you and he's got the sounds like he's oh, beating Freddy boy. up, but you, there's no crew because they can afford
1: it. They- That's just <clears throat> so. You got to get smarter than that.
0: They didn't, but I love it. I, I saw that one in the theater, so I love that one. So that, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, Lisa Wilcox is in it. She's really good. All right. So uh, this movie stars Dennis Quaid, who's amazing as Alex Gardner. Mac- <laughs> the, the cast list on this is crazy too. It's insane. But, so Max von Sydow S- uh, as Dr. Paul uh, Paul Novotny, Christopher Plummer as Bla- Bla- Bob Blair, Eddie Albert as the President, Kate Capshaw as Jane Devries, David Patrick Kelly from The Warriors as uh, Tommy Ray Gloutman, George Went Norm. <laughs> As Charlie. Who, there's a bar scene. There's a bar scene. He's and in the they bar. drink a beer. But of course they yeah, do, because he's Norm. Yep. As uh, Charlie Prince, and then and then Corey Bumper, the others, as B-
1: Buddy. <laughs>
0: I wonder if they just called him Bumper on set the yeah, whole time. Probably Bumper. And yeah. Hey
1: Bumper. Hey Bumper. Come on. We're ready for you, uh, Mr. Bumper. <laughs> we'd like to see you in first position, please. <laughs> he's like, okay.
0: So uh, the music of this movie is interesting. It's very synth-heavy, so I was expecting a very synth-heavy.
1: Now let me just. So I thought of, this is one of our common dialogues for our okay. soundtrack horrors, right? We are. And I I, I started listening to it, it was like, ooh. When it first started, I was like, all right, it's a little dissident, it's a little strange, and then it just turned into like almost like rattling sounds, like some some uh, grandma's drunk at the keyboard. <laughs> I mean, it was just random, but it was like she was ha- like so drunk she was like. No. it was like weird <laughs> that was even in rhythm this wasn't even <laughs> this in rhythm. Really good <coughs> but then as as you have about to shame me no yeah i'm to. bashing the heck out of this music this but.
0: the soundtrack i it's it's one of the weaker parts of this movie however uh it is done by nine-time oscar nominee three-time winner maurice Jarre, and you may ask who he is he is also david lane's uh composer who did he the award-winning composer of my favorite film of all time lawrence, lawrence of, of arabia i uh, did dr Zhivago and then he la- he won his last oscar for a passage to india he also did wrote he did the score he was nominated for the score for ghost
1: yeah the guy kills it
0: uh and he, and then just to deepen my heart he did the score to enemy Mine.
1: oh <laughs> uh, which is one of my all-time favorite films. which is another it's dennis a brilliant quaid. dennis quaid movie. It's, movie.
0: it's a great movie it's a great movie uh, it was edited by Oscar winner Richard Hazley Cosley, who dre- who did did the edit on Rocky. Uh, yeah, I, I looked at this. I looked at the editor. I always look at the editor and the DP. right. Yeah, and, and the I, editor and and like I've added bo- to both because I now know that yeah, that's what our show's different than the one upstairs. <laughs> it's true. Um, he did. Uh, he won the Oscar for Rocky. He um uh, did the edit on Edward
1: Scissorhands and Sister Act. Yeah, the guy's a uh, like a fantastic editor.
0: Uh, the director of photography is Brian uh, Tafano, who directed the, uh, who was the DP on, um, The who's Quadrophenia. He did Train Spotting. He did Billy Elliot. Yeah.
1: Again, this movie <laughs> I mean, is it I mean, is a. That's the weird part. That's why you can't discount any film. That's right, why this right. show exists. Just, because when you get to the catacombs, you start <laughs> to find the truth. You're Scully. I'm Mulder. Or you could be Mulder. I'll be whatever. Scully. You could be Sculder, I'll be Molly. Either way. The truth is here, and, and
0: uh, we're bringing it to you. I don't know, right? It's just, I, it's, just it's exactly what we're doing here. I, I was um, flabbergasted when I saw who made this movie, because I look at, you know, I, I'm like most um, film guys for IMDb. I like, I'll look at director or writer or actors, and then I forget about everybody else, and then just start digging into editors and uh, cinematographers and stuff, and then I'm like, oh my God, look what this, and this movie came out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like- I mean- it's, it's like last uh, last episode with Jim Cotta. Like, there's right. a pedigree in Jim Cotta oh, yeah. that's insane. So. so how would you synopsis this film? Um, a weary psychic goes on a journey to stop a madman from destroying the president.
0: Mine is this. A young psychic is blackmailed by a shadowy government a- agency to participate in an experimental dream travel program. While he's there, he learns of a plot to kill the U.S. president and must use his psychic dream ability to save the day.
1: Yours is pretty good. That's a pretty good one. That's why you're a producer. You write the stuff, I just
0: make it happen. I just I just, I just, I just, do my thing. Um. So, when was the first time you saw this movie? Do you remember?
1: Uh. So, it came out in 83? 84. 84. I, I think I probably saw it 87 or 88, and the number one takeaway... <laughs> Not my memory from this movie was Cobra Commander with nunchucks. That's what, because I think I'd seen the G.I. Joe movie. Right, right, right. So it was Cobra Commander, right. Cobra Law yeah, Commander com- right. with nunchucks. That's what That's I remember. It. And as a kid, I thought Dennis Quaid was Harrison Ford. He's very <laughs> Harrison Ford he's in this very,
0: movie. He's very Harrison Ford, and I didn't think about it till now. Yeah, he's very.
1: He talks just like him, and it's really Harrison Ford from uh, American Graffiti. Right, right. <laughs> that's probably where he's like, can you be like, <laughs> yeah. can you
0: can you do this? Can you do it more like? Yeah. I can see those notes. I saw it at a friend's sleepover probably in middle school. So it was probably seventh grade. So 90, 89, 90 I i I'm first. probably in that same space. And so I saw it, and um, they had a copy they had taped off cable. They were from New York, and so they had good cable. And then when they moved to bumfuck Alabama... There was no cable, so right. they had all these tapes, and that's how they survived. Right, and so uh, he showed me. They're like preppers, you're saying? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but just for video tape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what. It's... When the apocalypse comes, we're gonna have some good
1: entertainment. We ain't gonna have food. <laughs> we can't eat. Can't eat, but we're gonna just. Why be able to <laughs> trade this limited edition, rare Star Wars taped off TV? <laughs> Do you remember those? Were like on the the, the, the when it came on broadcast? Oh and yeah. Have, like the little actors would come up and give you little behind the scenes. Oh stories? yeah, totally,
0: yeah. totally. Um. S- there's a there's a Facebook uh, guy uh, I follow called Dinosaur Dracula, and recently he posted the NBC intro to Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I need to see that. And so it's just like you know, it's just the you know coming you know, next is you know, yeah. With, with all those logos and Love stuff and for the NBC movie of the week, and they had the movie of the week title stuff going for it. Oh, I need to see that. Remember that in ABCs? ABC, oh, yeah. and, ABC and NBC always had the best movies. CBS Dude, always just One junk. of the
1: most depressing things in the world to me, though, as a kid was the uh, wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights because it meant the weekend was over. Oh, And, and and I mean, I just remember it. So it's the same sort of feeling. I get this weird sort of nostalgia feeling. Because Sunday night was the big time to put those movies right, on. Right, right. And it always reminds me of joy and panic at the same time. What I remember most about those movies
0: is that it, that introduced, introduced me and at the time, I didn't know it, but it introduced me to deleted scenes. Beca- that's true, because they would always add scenes to make yep make it, make, make the time work out. Because that's how I first saw the um, the gun in the hallway scene for Aliens. Yep, I mean that was on the CBS version. Absolutely right. And so that's you know when that aired, it was like, and then you'd get into the, on the video cassette, and you're like. I know. I saw. Yeah.
1: A hallway full of guns. <laughs> I think half the Mandela effect problems come from, <laughs> from the, the TV edits yeah. versus the reality. Oh, yeah, yeah, edits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can yeah. totally
0: see that. But yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of TV edit stuff going on. Um, I was, I, we just did Jaws two a couple of weeks ago on um, the cult movie Cantina, and there are five or six deleted scenes that we talked about, but those were all TV edits, yep. and there were some of them that were like. They added, but they only added for like TV in Brazil.
1: Yeah, there's some strange <laughs> ones. There's some interesting ones with this. I don't. Did you get? Do you have like any of the ones about Kate Capshaw? I, I, I
0: had. There was. I the only thing I saw was the they
1: they they had a, a sex thing. They kind of altered. Yes. And, and that for, for so there's another one uh, regarding the nunchucks. Oh okay. So in the UK, they were considered to be a very lethal weapon. <laughs> So over there, they would cut that kind of violence out. Right. So even so, that entire scene was he does the nunchucks. That whole scene gets pulled out in the UK, and then in 1999, uh, whatever it is, it's not BAFTA, but it's like some acronym. They came back and said, Yeah, nunchucks really aren't that damn. Like right, you, can't, right. you can't hurt that many people with nunchucks. I mean, and so they allowed it back in.
0: I'm about to do research, but I don't know what the number of nunchuck deaths a year in nineteen eighty-four was. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> just imagine all the kids just it's probably like nutchucks where right. there's a lot of balls getting stuck. I whacked mine and my forehead. Oh I was come on, terrible with was, nunchucks. Yeah. And that's why I never wanted
0: to be Michelangelo. I was more of a Donatello kid. I can handle I a stick. I can handle the stick, I'm you the know, same. Way. Can handle the stick. So we we start this movie and uh, we start it on a green screen or a blue screen at the time. It was a red screen. I don't know what it was. It was bad. <laughs> and uh, it's a woman running uh, through a city, which is New York, because there's yep. So she's running through New York, and by running through New York, she's running away from New York, right? And what she's running through is like a matte painting of New York, <laughs> yep. on, that's on a blue screen. And she's overlaid, and
1: the and the and she's like wrapped in black right. edges around her right. because the, the technology just didn't was not yeah so like this is what we got yeah.
0: and they were they, it was
1: good so uh,
0: I could see like I could see where it would be like oh wow look at that I, back then doesn't quite hold up. There's a nuclear explosion and she swept swept up into it Sarah Connor style, I guess her style it and, was yeah and, it was and, it very and, much was uh, and. Uh, uh, Eddie Albert wakes up from this terrible nightmare that he's having, and then we learn that Eddie Albert's the president, and he's worried about, he's got nuclear bombs, and he, Russia again, or... We're uh, back to the Cold War. Uh, oh, we're always back to it's the gonna Cold War. It's going to be a theme on the show, I guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> There's a lot of Cold War era movies in the 80s. Uh, so, he's trying to figure out what he's going to do about that, and he's all worried they're going to get him some help. because He's got a big summit or something he's worried about. you know, was a disarm. Then we meet Alex, uh, our, our resident Dennis Quaid psychic, who has been using his gift, gifts to, uh, I don't know how to win money at the track. I I never thought, like, the whole movie doesn't, it, there's, no, the, there's no rationale for it, yeah. though. There's nothing given from this point on that he can see the future.
1: No, <laughs> because if he could, he could see the car coming in the phone booth. Right. Like, there's a million other things. So, but he can pick a winning horse? Like, I don't- I just don't understand. That's kind of an awesome mutant power, though. Oh, it's a great mutant power. <laughs> my name—my name is Excessive. I don't know what his name would. be. I'm just coming up with something. But like, I'm the gambler. We've already got him. His name is Gambit. Mm. I'll come up with something I was new. Go, we already got him. It's Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> no wind <in> to fold. <laughs> no wind. In the fold. I I used to confuse Kenny Rogers. this true story. I used to confuse the K- Kenny Rogers with the Colonel. Like they were the same person to me. They both sold chicken. <laughs> I know, but when I was a kid, pre, I thought the gambler also <clears throat> sold chicken. Can I just quickly go
0: off topic because you mentioned the Colonel? Because the greatest commercial of all time has come out. No, they've topped this. Okay, I don't know who's in charge of KFC's ad program. They're brilliant. But I want to either work for them or, or just work for them. Yeah. Um, they have a a new dating sim. Oh, I heard about coming this. out. So dating sims are really big in Japan. And so, you know, these dating dating simulator games and they're they're really huge in Japan. Well, Steam's releasing one. They're releasing one through Steam for free at the end of the month, where it's a dating sim for Colonel Sanders. Yeah. It's and brilliant. it's awesome. It's, <laughs> it's, <brilliant. laughs> it's it's awesome.
1: I've already it's on my wish list. When it when it gets here, it will download. I cannot wait to play it. Am I I, I where I got led down that path was I saw a commercial and it was Sean Aston up on the shoulders and I was like, this looks wait, that looks like Rudy, <laughs> and then I noticed it was the lines from Rudy, I was like, and there's a bucket of chicken, <laughs> and then it's Rudy, too, The he's Colonel Sanders now, name. I think he it's is the name of it. I mean, that's, look, you can't come up with that unless you are listening to and enjoy the content that we talk about on this exactly,
0: show. Exactly, exactly, so hopefully their ad agency is listening to us. Please do, please hire us, we will shamelessly and write copy for you. We will totally write copy for you. Look at the copy I wrote earlier about Facebook, it's yeah, amazing. It's perfect. Your grandma.
1: <laughs> it's perfect. You're good.
0: Well, so Alex is a gambler and he's really good at it because he can pick horses with a second mojo. And uh, there's some uh, pretty typical non Italian thugs. Yep. Irish thugs, maybe. Maybe. And uh, they're like, You're going to work for us now. And he's like, I'm
1: not. And then escapes <laughs> with the lamest escape. <laughs> right, just... He throws the bag out the window. Where does money go? In his pocket, he kept the money. Oh, you assuming he was in his pocket. I thought he would have done something maybe a little more clever. But the guys were stupid enough not to even bother to check. Check him, him right because yeah. he, he had the
0: bag still, yeah. and so you know he switched the money out with paper towels or something. Toilet know? paper in the ladies' restroom. Right, in the ladies' restroom because yeah. so yay. Yeah. <laughs> and so for he escapes. Um, he goes to his his apartment. But apparently he's well known.
1: Yeah, he's didn't that scene happen right before that? Yeah, he's like Christopher Plummer's like I know who we need to get. Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, we're we're uh
0: there's a scene where uh, uh, that's right. There's a scene at the university and it's Christopher Plummer and Max Mancito and Cat Capshaw. They're all talking about psychic and they're showing uh video of of uh, Alex and uh, you know showing that he has a gift yep. and that they want him for this whatever program. Then the then he, we we are introduced to Alex who is you know the gambler. He escapes, goes and plays saxophone badly at his house.
1: <laughs> that is the read. Random. Sarah walked in right about the time, and she's like, what the hell are you watching? I was like, it's Dennis Quaid playing a saxophone with no shirt on. Like, I don't know what you want me to do there. At one point, though, quick sidebar, true story about this exact screening. I was looking at Dennis Quaid, and I was like, you know, I kind of feel like I like, – Young Dennis Quaid and I have very similar. I like I was feeling right. kind of good about myself, and my wife was like, "God, Young Dennis Quaid was ugly." <laughs> like, true thing. in my mind, I'm like, "I look like Young Dennis Quaid," and, 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 and she and just tans down. Goes... That's what she does. <laughs> That's just how she does it, even inside my brain. Oh, oh Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> she'll kill us all. But she has a deeper catacomb library than some of us do. I oh, we'll have to get her on the show one day. She will do it for the comet. For which one? The movie called The Comet. I've never heard of it, so we'll have to do yeah. it for that. Um, I think it's called The Comet. It's about a comet that causes zombies. Oh, that's uh, the, uh Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. She yeah. just calls it The Comet. Yeah, The Night of the Creeps. She so doesn't we, know titles, oh, but she totally. watches that movie. That and The Burbs are her two favorites. Yeah, Tom
0: movies? Atkins is in that. Tom Atkins is in um the the main guy at Halloween Three. Now oh, there we go. So there <laughs> we go. Who's who's booking for him um, a, a spot in the new Halloween movies? He's like, come on, guys, and please. Stuff. But uh, So uh, Alex is going to go about his day, and uh, he sees some thugs come up for him. But, however, he's lucked out, and there's a car for him. And so he gets in the car. Which is an old cab. It's an old cab. And the uh, the car is uh, driven by a mysterious – no, it's driven by uh, Peter Jason. And he, Peter Jason, who's a well-known character actor, but he's in a ton of John Carpenter stuff. Yeah. And he's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and another random guy who's not nearly as awesome. And so they get past the the thugs and the, Alex is all like, well, thanks for the ride, but I got to go. And they're like, no, no, we're kidnapping you. We're right. basically kidnapping you. And they take him to the university where he's met by uh, Kate Capshaw, who tells him about the dream program and things. And he's like,
1: and there's one little sequence where they're walking through and she's like, security is a big deal here you never see that guy again <laughs> right. like there's a dude sitting in a chair yeah, yeah. guarding the exact, exact space piece, right where he just keeps breaking in and right that's further on but like right. that security guard's like well, I only work 1 day a year
0: and it's today <laughs> right now no no 10 minutes i'm only here for the 10, ten minutes, minutes for this yeah. The scene and then i'm out union break and it's like god how long is your break he's like oh, i'm in yeah. the union see you see you next year yeah. um that's so they walk past the the guard and this uh stairwell that's going to wherever he's guarding and then they have a, they pass another room. This is all the other part of the scene I remember. Is they they go to this other room and they talk. About, they suddenly start randomly talking about sexual dysfunction.
1: Yeah, it was really odd. Like it was, it like, was, hey, it was like, oh, guys, by the way, does your about- dick not work? Yeah. And then we can fix She's that. Like, the <laughs> other thing we do here is fix men's peepees. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a pecker. He makes like a dick joke.
0: <laughs> oh no, so, oh, so You count boners. That's count what it is. You count That's boners. It. You count boners. And so I want to change
1: that to my new name. Can I be <laughs> Count Boner? <laughs> I am Count Boner. boner.
0: Lives in the catacombs. I can see it. Oh, we
1: need a puppet. I'm getting a puppet made. Count Boner's gonna. You guys will never see it, but if you see us in explicitly laughing, it's because I've broken out my Count Boner.
0: And we're no longer a family. And show. We're done. Oh, we have the I E for dropped an F bomb earlier. Right, so. We have the E for explicit anyway on our stuff. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Um, the other random thing that happens in this scene is that. Kate Capshaw is uh, lured away by a lady who goes, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> and she says yes. And the only reason why she does that is so Dennis Quaid can go sneak off into the dream it's chamber. Totally right.
1: And, and you can tell it almost feels like Kate Capshaw wasn't totally sure. I I, I This stood out to me. So when the lady says, uh, doctor, can I see you over here for a second? Kate Capshaw does something with her hands that's kind of a dismissive, like, you're right. annoying me. Right. But then it's like. She does it, and then you see it on her face. Right. Oh shit, that's my that's my line. That's and right then she you. walks in.
0: Right. Like, no, you can't talk to me. I'm yeah.
1: acting with Dennis Quaid.
0: Yeah. And counting boners. Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> so she she leaves him, <laughs> and uh, he goes back to the uh, stairwell where the guard is not guarding, and sneaks. The guy's down. gone right, right away. And we get in this um, danger room style control center. <laughs> And he opens up some lights, and we see two, uh, in, like a soundproof room with really comfortable like, chair beds. Yep. And like, Almost like dentist chairs. Almost dentist, like, like dentist, yeah. cha- dentist quay chairs.
1: Dentist quay. <laughs> dentist quay chairs. You <laughs> can fix your teeth. <laughs> Count voters. <laughs> Count boners. That's what I do down here. Dentist quay. <laughs> Sorry, that's going to tickle me
0: for a while. That's why I'm here. Why I'm here. It's why I exist uh and you know he's not supposed to be in there and so but max von saddam knew he's gonna be there so max is all like hey come join this program and he's like no and he's like yeah the u.s government wants to know about that gambling debt you got <sighs> blackmail blackmail works <laughs> yep done he's like okay i'm, I'm, I'm in and so the next thing he wakes up in bed and and his Teddy White, what? They're blue. He's got blue indies. He's got those bikini like eighties like.
1: But it's a really random thing, though. Right. Because right. he he wakes up in bed. Right. Max von Sidow's there. Right. Hanging out. Some needful things. Moment.
0: Yeah, I was how long been watching him?
1: Yeah, but it's even weirder <laughs> to me. Or, yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's totally.
0: Yeah. I uh, played chess with Je- uh, with death, and now I'm watching you sleep.
1: It's yeah. so weird, and then. He gets up, he's like, i got to go to the bathroom. And it's literally an obligatory shot to show that Dennis Quaid has abs.
0: Right, he's got, he's got that lean body. And also the fastest morning pee he's ever, any yeah. human being's ever taken. I it's mean, like,
1: ding! I'm right, done. I'm right, like, right, so what? Yeah. No. Maybe a, he couldn't pee because he had a... a he Mike just sat on his house.
0: Get out! I can't pee while you're here. I, just, I, I hear you breathing, <laughs> I can't do it while you watch.
1: But how come he didn't know he was there? If he could already see the future, he should have woken up. He was surprised. Because he, was there. he can't see the future. His his
0: mutant power is he can pick horses and go into dreams. No, that's that's all he's got.
1: And he does a hell of a good crown job. He's yeah. a dentist after all. He
0: is a dentist. <laughs> he also plays the um the the Peter Vinkman game from the beginning of Ghostbusters really well. He's really good yep. at picking cards and not yep. getting shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so- of course, Cape Capshaw doesn't shock him. But I was like, aren't you supposed to shock them when they're wrong?
1: Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I have to, we have to talk about the, when we get there, I would like oh. to spend a minute on the Cape can, Capshaw scene. We can we can get whatever.
0: It's not not really in order. I'm just talking.
1: Well, I know, but just going through the plot, then he meets the guy from, Wyatt, <laughs> come on play. So he
0: meets uh, him, um, and I've already, Ray Ray, Ray Ray, uh, His name Tommy, buddy, Ray. no, it's t- Tommy Ray, Tommy Ray who is also a psychic and he's probably like their star psychic.
1: Yeah, he's like the tough guy psychic.
0: The tough guy psychic. Oh, real quick, we missed we we, we between these two scenes there's a scene where um the the one of the psychics is uh dream linking with a boy who has oh, yeah, terrible yeah, nightmares. Yeah, he right. has terrible nightmares and then just ends up catatonic. He's not well when he wakes up. The boy right. is fine but the psychic's like I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. So they they had to haul him away over the night. That's what happened. And then uh, Tommy Ray's like all like curious about the new the new fish in the psychic barrel or whatever.
1: So then he just shows up in his apartment though.
0: Oh, uh, it's not his apartment. It's it's the dorm room that. Yeah, they're... but
1: it's just bizarre. He's like, and he's putting on his clothes. He's like, hey, look at this leather jacket. And he pops it on. <laughs> uh, I'm just an asshole. Well, yeah, I just want to make you sure like
0: you know the... I'm. You're not gonna be around. You're gonna
1: be in a wicker basket the whole time. though, Dennis Quaid's being super nice. Yeah, he's like he's a chill dude. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Quaid is like he's a good dude. Maybe he's popping morphine, right? Just chill, just chill. Um, okay.
0: uh,
1: so we establish our villain,
0: yeah, <laughs> and then um, Dennis Quaid does his first dream leaking trip with a guy who's uh, as a construction worker who has uh, terrible fears of I don't know his heights or he's something something about safety. Yeah. Falling off buildings, and so he's not there to save someone. I think that's what it is. And uh, we see his dream, and it's, and it's interesting because it's the way it's shot. So it's this everything looks real except the sky is
1: all messed it's, up. The, the sky's like in a time lapse, right? They yeah, are like moving really, really quick, fa- really quick, and it's yeah. kind of made like oversaturated. And, it, and this is the first major problem, aside <laughs> from the psychic ability, with this entire movie. Go for it. So Dennis Quaid tries to save this guy. He's like the girder, and then he jumps onto the girder with him. And now they're hanging over. Right. Dennis Quaid falls to his death. Right. Which in this movie's world, if you die while you're asleep, you die. I think he, I think he wakes up before he dies. Like he had an inception kick. Yeah, yeah. I which think, we haven't even talked about yet. Right. Yeah, we'll yeah, but, get I, there. but I
0: think I think that's what happened. Okay. So I don't he think, woke up before he. Because right, you've had dreams where you f- were falling and.
1: And then you wake it's up. It's the kick, yeah. Right, he wakes you up. You, you sure. wake, so so
0: he, I think he kicked before he woke up. So okay. All right. Either way, though,
1: I will give. I'll give that one. It it is bizarre that they set up this. But
0: concert. they're excited that like, hey, look, yeah. I I, mean, I actually was in your brain. The guy goes, "You totally were in my brain," and so they celebrate. Um, the president talks with uh, Christopher Plummer. About his dreams and this this stuff, and he's like, I think I got this program that you can come. We'll have you secretly come to this program, and we'll help you out. He story.
1: also mentions the president. Also mentions he wants to end nuclear. Right, he's like,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to the summit because I'm having these terrible dreams, and I'm gonna run the summit myself. He says, Yeah, I'm I' it's run all about, and you
1: know, we're gonna just
0: we're gonna go toward disarmament. And Christopher Palmer's like, mm, Okay, he's not in. He's not really cool
1: with all this disarmament. Right. Apparently, he's like a it's he's dark he's like more black ops than CIA right
0: he's like at a whole nother level yeah. and like he's been around know the the line for him was like you know presidents come and go he's always there. Bob Blair's always there yeah Bob Blair stays and so Bob Blair's funding this pro- his his office is funding this project so he's turning into this basically government thing and long story short he's making assassins is really what he's trying to do and right. that's always training Tommy Ray to be be this assassin Tommy Ray's this um Bad kid, he killed his dad, been in and out of problems. There's not a lot of backstory. He's just just, bad guy. Right, killed his dad, bad guy. Yeah. And and then we see him, he's kind of a jerk. Uh, There's a lot of hard to get between uh, Dennis Quaid and Kate Capshaw.
1: That inevitably ends in what I would argue is rape. (laughs) Let's talk about that. So It, It is really bizarre. That scene is really, really
0: bizarre. So he dreamscapes into... Her dream. Her, her dream. And she's on a train, and it's kind of romantic, and they kind of have a little fling.
1: and Which, again, precursor to the Tom Cruise risky business move. Right. But you're going to see learn all these movies, trended everything It else. all
0: connects. It all connects. It's, it's uh,
1: seven degrees of um, dreamscape. Yep. And <laughs> it's right. It's always,
0: every movie's going to end up being this way. But uh, and then it gets kind of hot and heated, and then they wake up, and it's like... She's uncomfortable and upset. She said you
1: should not have done that. Right. You had no right to do that. It's the it's a weird line. It's a very weird line. In today's day, right, that I don't think that would hold up. Right. Right. That would not get through. It would have been and because people are a lot more sensitive and a little right. more. He basically like pardon the expression, but mind Fs her. Like he's literally in her brain while she's sleeping. She has no control. She has no consent because she's asleep. You don't. You're not super. I mean, I guess you could argue maybe there's some conscious in it, but eh, okay. So it's just a really weird. It was very creepy to me to watch. Okay, it.
0: I preface this with I feel it was wrong. Right. Yep. However, it didn't happen.
1: Right. There, there was actually no no you know, nothing. No business no, change. No business. Changed no business. It, no business. Right. It was, the dentist did not go in her or, mouth. Right. <laughs> He didn't fill up any of her, <laughs> in your cavities. Oh my
0: God.
1: There was dentist Quaid filled none of Kate Cap- yeah, and Capshaw's cavities. You got it. <laughs> her next T-shirt, <laughs> oh, God, dentist t- Qua- dentist Quaid is our uh, next T-shirt. That's done. <laughs> I want one right now.
0: You can actually go to tpublic.com, Opcast network, and get our Yakmala shirt. Yes, it's it's, it's already on there. Dentist Quaid is our next shirt. I can't wait. To oh, that's 100% that one hundred percent happening. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, so, everything happened was just mental, and it was like mental sleep, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like half the times we see Troy on Star Trek where she gets literally mind raped. Yeah. There's all all the bad episodes with Troy, is her getting mind raped. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Nemesis is, there's a big plot of her and Nemesis with that. that's absolutely right. And so, and uh, Marina Surgis has mentioned it a lot. Yeah. So, why I believe it's wrong. I'm just like it's still not a thing. It,
1: it on a technical like if you're going to go Steven Crowder for the moment, right? Right, the guy who's changed my mind. He right. argues on the technical aspect right. of it. Uh, technically, yes, it is not the definition of rape. Right. However, it is a really like it's it could have been handled differently. Right. Like them making out is still kind of like questionable meets. Right. But. It still is at least something. This gets to a point of like we're gonna do it. Yeah, but so
0: it's still her dream, and she seems kind of into it.
1: Sure, I just don't know. I, I guess the weird part for me is because I don't. I don't. Dennis, I rarely get to control my dreams. Just
0: one or two. Where but I've, yeah, I've but I don't think Dennis, Dennis Quaid's like controlling everything. He's not like the dream master. He's not coming. Yeah, but in he
1: th- entered it illegally. I guess is my point. <laughs> is it illegally? Well, sure, it's it's a private moment that he forced his way in, which is, uh, that's why I'm saying it's- but, but there's no laws for it. you. You can do that. If you- no, no, I'm, I, <laughs> right, the Steven Crowder rule, right, I'm just- technically legal. I'm just
0: saying, morally- Morally, it was terrible. <laughs> I'm just, moral. I'm, but I'm just like, it's not going to hold up in a court of law, is no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, no. So, she
1: would have no case. Right.
0: Twitter, she'd have a great case. But yeah, <laughs> on Twitter, she's got she it. Twitter, But
1: Twitter and Reddit, it's over.
0: Again- Wrong. He should have done it. I agree. It totally. just was a weird thing, but it's supposed to set up the romance. That's right. what it was supposed, supposed to, to set do. Up.
1: And again in the eighties. Right. When
0: it totally sets up the romance right. in the eighties. It's like, Yeah.
1: Oh. It's club days, right. like club man or caveman days, club woman overhead, and take woman, right? Right. Exactly. And that's what he did. He's it like totally I, did that. He, Yeah.
0: We find out that uh Buddy, the little boy, is having
1: terrible nightmares about a snake man. That sequence is actually creepy.
0: Yeah, the snake man's not and bad. And oddly,
1: very Beetlejuice feeling. Kind of, yeah. The way the sets were, that was a great, well-made sequence.
0: Right. And so, uh, Dennis Quaid is wanting to help this poor kid for some reason. He's about to leave the program a couple of times. And yeah, he's like, it, just,
1: it doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, I'll stay to help the boy, which is also creepy. I'm pretty sure the boy is there for an action beat. <laughs> right. Because the, the storyline is very thin. Right. So the kid's... Just to give us another dream, action, monster, right, and, and a, it sets up something, right, right. minuscule,
0: and for an eighties monster, it's fine. It's a yeah. giant snake. You know, it's a it's a man with a giant snake head. Yep, and it's kind of creepy. I mean, in the eighties, I think I think when I first saw it as a kid, it was really really creepy. Um, it's it's not as creepy as the president's dream. Yeah, uh, the president has a dream where he's uh going through a uh, burnt out building. Yeah and then he's hearing all oh, these Oh that whole ugh, the sound design the sound on that, that, was that was fantastic. All these little kids are just saying Think about
1: well, that like remade that would be terrifying.
0: Oh gosh, it was terrifying now. Oh, yeah. it was cr- totally creepy. But the it was but the sound design was great on and and if I try to play a clip not this gets edited out.
1: But the the why did you do it? Oh man!
0: And, and they're dissident. They're all right. out of phase. Right. I
1: mean, it, it's really well made. And you got to think that's probably not a lot of computer work, right? Any? No, so was... that's a lot of tape stacking. Yeah. That's dudes laying layers Wait,
0: of physical <sighs> film to. Make. It's beautiful, right? Just oh, makes me happy. I'm glad I don't have to do that, but I respect it. I love, I, it, love it, it. Yeah. And then he opens the door and has all these burnt like I paused it just to see the makeup. On I, it. it was yeah, good. The makeup was great. These yep. burnt out post nuclear war children. he wakes up and that's when he's like, I got to, we got to do some of these dreams and I'm going in, in nuclear war. Um, Dennis Quaid um, meets George Went, who is a, a he's a science fiction horror writer. So he's, he's this world Stephen King. And he's working on a book about people going, people, you know, people going into dreams. He's like caught wind of this. He's caught wind of it. So he's working on this book. And so uh, he's like, "Yo, yeah, Bob Blair." And he's the one who's like, "Bob Blair's behind and he's the bad guy, and he's yep. doing this and this and this." So he's he's there for
1: exposition. Yeah, he's totally. I mean, he's wasted. <clears throat> yeah. And George Went is not. He's not funny in it. No. He's, it, but he's but very like. No, he's straightforward. And, yeah. And which I think you know, Cheers would have been on for a few years. Oh, he's years. a total, what we would call a stunt cast. Right. I mean, not as a stunt per- person. Right. Stunt casting, like you take a familiar face and you just throw him in. So, so like
0: they did in, well, they put him in house. George Went was in house. Yep. And then the other guy. Um,
1: not playing Norm. Not uh, the yeah.
0: the mailman. Cliff. Uh, Cliff,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, I see John hands. Ratzenberger. Yep, thank you. Was man. in house two. Yep. And, in and the, I'm obsessed with, I love the concept of house two.
0: Right. But the best story in house two is that guy. Yeah. And we don't get that movie. No, I'm an electrician and adventurer. I'm like, yeah. I want that movie instead of what we got. Yeah, so, house. We'll talk about it in our house two episode. But, yeah, absolutely. And we'll be as preluded in our <laughs> dreamscape episode. Um. So, so we know now. Know something shady coming up. Uh, uh. There's an old lady who's having a drink. Bad, bad time. Oh no, no. Well, on, let me let's get back to it real quick. There's one thing we we forgot. The guy with the sexual dysfunction, because you know they mention it and they have to show oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so weird. It though. is the it is the save the cat moment of the movie. Yep, it totally is. <laughs> and so they talked about sexual function, and so they have this, you know, really weird, like nerdy Jewish looking guy. He's yeah. like, you know, like, and and not like eighties Jewish guy. He's almost Hasidic. No, <laughs> oh, it's very much a like stereotype of a. we we're picking a stereotype, like, well, like, a, we're, we're a stereotype yeah. and he's got a hot wife, and right. they're having problems, and he's having anxiety dreams, and so. And she's also, I picked
1: up that I I felt like they, weird choice, but they, not weird, but they made her very dominant. Oh, yeah. And and so it would put more pressure on him, I guess, to perform or whatever it might be.
0: And she's, I mean, she's 80s hot.
1: Oh, she was 80s hot. Yeah, she's 80s hot. Like, like I looked at her and was like, ah, that reminds me of, like, nothing. (laughs) We're going to skip that story for later.
0: (laughs) But, uh, so we go in his dream and it's... He's basically just like I actually liked
1: his. Dream. I, I just, just
0: it funny. Funny. it's a really funny moment in the movie. Him and Dennis Quaid drive up to his house, and Dennis, he's all working He's like, "She's sleeping with everybody," and sure enough, he gets in there and he's sleeping with his brother. She's sleeping with his brother in front of their kids. I like how she's like, "You made and the kids, yeah, yeah." I like, and you make the kids watch, and they're just sitting immediately like in kindergarten. Oh, chairs. it's amazing. It's, a, and it's then, very uncomfortable in a good way. Right, right. It's funny. It's really funny. Right. There's and there's like three people under the bed. He names all them. There's a. There's a preacher who's, uh, you know, they count behind the yeah, the, cart- the Priest, but, and then and and, and then the Fuka. Uh, forgot the the Asian gardener. Yeah, and he's like, so sorry. Yeah, it's like nothing but stereo. It's like a it's dream full a, of stereotypes. Yeah, it's, it
1: was- which I guess technically you could still get away with because it is. It's back to the right the raped situation. This is like a false narrative. Right, right? It's a false this is narrative. not real. Yeah. Right. Um, Think about this, though. Oh, I'll talk about it later. No, go think, ahead. go ahead, No, no, go ahead. No, no, it was as if we uh, remade. it. You know, right. I think, uh, got oh. an idea for the Oh,
0: okay, that, so that's the end of the show. Uh, then stuff happens that's really
1: unimportant. It's pretty boring. There's a huge chunk There's of There's a chunk of this. We're supposed to be, like, intrigue, but it's, it's just really it's, not. It's right,
0: right. It's just stacked. And uh, we basically find out that Tommy Ray can kill somebody in a dream. He's figured out how to do that. And so- they get the president, you know, to, to in this program, and they're gonna have him sleep near uh, in this one room. Tommy Ray is gonna go sneak in and, and sleep and kill him. Uh, people start unraveling the mystery, and the, the, the and then people start dying. Mike Fancido's killed. Bob Blair's killing everybody left and right. And Dennis Quaid and Kate Cashaw's on the run for a little bit, and they're run from government agents until they uh make it back to the university. And I have so here's the thing. So this is what we are told this. The president's in this room. There's a whole big scene about it. we have to put the president in this room. Yep. And then we have the killer in the next room. Right. All right? And then we have Kate Catshaw who says, "Oh, the president's office the president's room is below my office." Yeah. So Dennis Quaid and Kate Catshaw goes back to her office and he's at first he stretches up and tries to touch the ceiling to dreamlink and he can't do that so he lays down which is cuz I was like you, you're if you're asleep, you're not gonna that that don't work. It just sorry, horse boy, that doesn't work. Nope. So he lays down and sleeps. Now remember that. Just hold that thought. They are, she is below his office. And the guy's in the next door. So we have we we have a relation where they're where they're at. Important. We go to Eddie Albert. President Eddie Albert's dream. He's on a train going through Washington after a, a very, very. I'm colorblind, and it's a very, very red orange. It's so red orange.
1: Like I was like, oh, that, so that's what red looks like. Oh yeah, it's definitely like <laughs> it is a. It is a tribute to you, sir. Right, right. it's very,
0: very, very red, and um, Eddie Albert's watching the the destruction and the devastation, and just feeling bad about himself because he did this. And Dennis Quaid shows up and go like, no, Mister President, I'm here to save your day because I'm Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's exactly Get off my train. Get off my train. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Terrible. Never been good. I'm, I'm also uh, a dentist. Like- <laughs> Licensed three states. <laughs> dentist queen. We're good on the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta figure out how to tie cousin Randy
0: in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him in Canada. Yep. Um then uh Tommy Ray shows up and uh there's a ticket take. No, he's
1: like no, he's a police guy. Yeah. Police it's officer. Hey, so again, Inception ripped this off. Right. That's the guards inside your brain, right? right? Like that's. But he's a terrible guard.
0: But he's an awful guard, <laughs> and he's like, "Son, you can't be here." And so, uh, Tommy Ray totally Temple of dooms him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but he grows like saber tooth claws, that's, like the action they're, they're very silver, and he's like, and pulls out his heart, his right. beating heart.
0: He om shabai, om shabai, Ma, which is he, kalima Ma, which was great. And then he shows off the heart, which I posted in the. Yeah. Uh,
1: as a, as a, as a, as God, I catch he has the- a terrible line right there. Did you happen to remember it? No. I don't remember what it is. It's a terrible line. I, I, I'm there's meant lots to- of terrible lines. Oh, there's so many. God, it's so bad. There's an Oscar
0: winner around. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and then he's, he, he's like, Hey, Alex, you can do whatever you want in this dream. You know, and that's what I figured out. And so he, he makes the train goes go fast and it goes in a tunnel. And then he makes, uh, he makes himself look like he's a burn victim.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and then they, they reprise the good make-out. Right, right. Pretty good special effects.
0: <laughs> he did this to us, yeah. and uh, he has a moment where he's, in, he's a martial arts expert with uh, – at first, I
1: thought they were lightsaber nunchucks. <laughs> I was very excited, and then I was very let down. I was like, "Oh my god, I've never thought. Wait, how would that work anyway?" I,
0: I don't know, but I, was, I watched them, and they lit, lit up a little bit, or they—I don't know if they lit up or reflected in the light. I couldn't. I,
1: I think they were glowing.
0: I think there was some kind of post in that, but I yeah. couldn't quite figure it out. But yeah. he doesn't really do a lot with them. No. Um, the the they get off the the heroes get but off. But
1: that's the scene I remember as a kid. Oh yes, yeah, because it's great. Yeah. The
0: nunchuck scene is great. Uh, Dennis Quaid and the president get off the train and they they run through the ruins. They end
1: up and in And they're some, chased by these dogs with red eyes. Yeah, these dogs with red eyes. One <laughs> of them, which stops and gets electrocuted, electrocuted for like a good 30 seconds. But
0: he, he does not get electrocuted. He just gets disintegrated <laughs> yeah. like it was Star Trek. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. Was really, it was so bizarre. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that, that could happen. You, yeah. can, you can disintegrate a radiated dog. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. I loved it. Uh, and then, then, uh, Tommy Ray decides to turn himself into the snake monster to chase
1: everybody. Cause, well, because the only other thing that we did miss right. is that Dennis Quaid, after saving Billy, right Buddy, whatever his name is, turns around and tells uh, Tommy Ray, yeah, Billy Ray, whatever yeah, his name is, was the,
0: that I'm afraid of the snake guy. Might, right and So it's like, oh, I can turn myself into the and snake. And so he becomes so the a snake. So a Tommy Ray snake, the makeup's different because it's got Tommy yep. Lee, Tommy Ray's face on it, and uh they that, he chases them basically into a dead end so Dennis Quaid's like I got a stick here here's a crowbar and a flaming stick here and I'm gonna go fight so it's the beginning it's the poster yep And and he gets bit by him
1: he gets bit by him and that's like our big that's like the big supposedly in a film right that's right that's that moment where we're like, oh no, all is lost. The hero can't overcome these insurmountable odds of a dream snake bite. <laughs> and then, like two seconds later, By he's anyway, like,
0: which, but ding. we. The, the only thing that we established that the snake bite could do, because we did nothing, because there's nothing about a snake bite now. No. In Billy's dream, when Billy and Dennis Quaid go fight the snake guy, we meet Billy's dad, and the best line is like, oh, he won't help us. Yeah. And then and the next thing you hear as they run away is him being eaten alive. Yeah. <laughs> It's totally it. So we so okay. So we know the Snake Man eats things, and that's about it. Uh he's so he's bitten. The president's trying to save himself, kind of. Be you know, he's he's. I'm the president. I'm going to go do my presidential thing, and then we get it back to a, to a close up on Dennis Quaid's shoulder, who magically heals right. Because it's not real anyway, so I don't know why we need them. I don't know. Eh. I didn't know why we
1: the the That's the character turn, right, right? In a right, classic trope. Right. That's, I realize I do have the power right. to right. defeat the and evil. So,
0: and so and he, he turns himself into his uh, Tommy Ray's dead dad, because earlier in the, in the <laughs> exposition that's part of the film, they were like, oh, we found all the murder files and stuff that, that they just have. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, Tommy Ray, Tommy Ray, why'd you do it? I love you, Tommy Ray. And Tommy Ray turns around and is like, daddy? <laughs> He gets real southern He really does.
1: <laughs> He's like, daddy? No, not daddy. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes half snake monster, Master, right. which was pretty good Where's makeup. Rise, Ma- Precursor to enemy mind looking R- makeup. Right, right. Yeah. By a year.
0: Um, daddy? And then, then the president just jacks him in the back of the head
1: with a spear. It was awesome. Yeah, and, but it's a very quick It's almost amiclimatic watching it. right.
0: But I'm glad it was the president who did it because it's his dream, and he's right. the one should be the hero of his own dream. And right. I like and it was a good note. That was a good note. It's that a was, good, it was very
1: well done. Yeah, he looks
0: like he yep. so like when he gets stabbed. It got, cuts back to you know Tommy Ray in his bed. He, he does the the like I've been stabbed because yeah, he dies in his dream, dream. and so oh, geez. it worked for me. And so here's here's why why the positioning of the rooms made no sense for the next thing because they forgot. It's really yeah. what happens. So, uh, Axe wakes up. He's like, "We saved the day, but we gotta get, get the hell out of here." So they leave and they run out the front door, where they're met by the president in the limousine. They're in the same building, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. They're in <laughs> the same. He'd yeah. have to go downstairs and then yeah. go like
1: in a bag and then turn around and then like, "Let's go, let's drive to the front." And it's like, <laughs> it's just a throwaway. Oh, there must have been something cut there.
0: It had to be because I'm like.
1: She's just... Maybe like Plummer chases or whatever his name is. Right, yeah, Bob Blair. Bob Blair chases him or something. There's right. got to be some but element I, there to...
0: I, my brain, especially in bad movies, fixates on like just the... Oh, no, it's terrible. Right, because like there's a lot of dumb stuff in this movie. And I... Dumb stuff with a big heart because I love this movie. But there, there's a lot of dumb stuff in this movie yeah. and then like the minor things like...
1: Well, you know what's interesting though, geographic. When I mean that is like in a movie when you're building a scene, right? The geography of a scene is actually the biggest thing that that I, you can have bad. Sound, you can have bad moments in right. it, but if the scene is blocked poorly, and right. the sequence doesn't work. It stands out worse than all that stuff. And see, which is what is right. exactly and happening. The, in and
0: this. the only re- and the only reason why I care about any of this is because they
1: explicitly
0: spell this That's all what I'm out. Saying.
1: They set it up. They set right. it up and I'm like, yeah. huh. So that tells me there must have been, I, I mean, right benefit of doubt here that there was something.
0: Right. So the day is saved. theres It's kind of anticlimactic at the end, except with the exception of, you know, they're worried about Bob Blair getting away. And Bob Blair doesn't get away because Dennis Quaid kills him. <laughs> yeah, he
1: straight up murders the dude. <laughs> so, you know, there's a- Not in a nice way. Right, <laughs> and,
0: like in the next scene, is like, oh, we won't worry about Bob Blair. And then- we see Bob Blair going into his office and he open you know gets on the elevator and Dennis Quaid's waiting for him then he turns into a giant snake and kills him. Yeah, and that's the end. Then he dies of a heart attack in his bed. Yeah. And then the end is And there's a weird gag here. There's a weird gag. So uh Cape Cashout and um, maybe that's their answer that it wasn't right. it was the future. Think <laughs> Dennis Quaid get back on a get on this train in real life to go to L- Louisville because reasons. And there's a track He's going back to his gambling way.
1: He's going to the uh, the the Kentucky Derby. Game. Right, he's going to the
0: K- Kentucky yeah. Derby, and so they get in their little sleeper suite where they were at, and the door opens, and the ticket taker is the same ticket taker that was in the dream. Right, and so and she's never been on a train before. It's
1: weird. And yeah. It's like, it's like and they give a look, and then the well, movie ends. They're like, "Oh, look!" Ha-ha. And, and I was like, "I don't know." And what it ends with
0: like really weird over saxophone uh, love music. Very bizarre. Really, really, the ending of this movie is.
1: Yeah, it, it's a really, just like Jim Cotta was, right. Like it's another one of these movies where it just, they don't really close anything out. They, I mean, they do.
0: Oh, no, no. they close more out in this than they did in Jim Cotta. Oh, yeah,
1: Jim Cotta, they just closed out. like They're just like, <laughs> and
0: like, and then we got the Star Wars program. Yeah. We're good. Yay!
1: The, uh, this, they close out more, but it's still kind of abrupt, and it's very it's very like third act problem. Right. Uh, which was a problem back in the 80s and yeah. 90s. A lot of third acts are terrible. Right. Um, the Rock is another movie that I can't stand the third act. Right.
0: For. I mean- they wasted everything in the third act on the dream sequence. That's it. And then after they got out, of they were like, "Where do we go from here?" because yeah, they were totally kind right. of. Pretty I mean, much
1: the whole movie was based on the dream sequence, right? The because one. right
0: because you know, they they established the two bad guy rule in that, and so they had like, well, we've killed the main bad guy, yep. but the the puppet master behind it can't get away, can he? Right, because they're they're not they're not thinking sequels at this time. No. Because there wasn't one, but that, but you know, there's a time where we're always we're always now thinking of sequels, or of course, or we're writing everything in trilogies. What's the
1: Dreamscape Universe? Right, what's the Dreamscape the Universe? DCU. Oh, DSCU. I don't. know They, what I'm they could totally give that to
0: me. I would write.
1: Oh yeah, but you have a knack for that. I just. Oh, I would
0: love to. I, w- I would. I would. try to do it. I would try to get it away from. I don't know which studio it has it. but get it to New Line and mix it with Nightmare on the Street.
1: Oh, I'd be all in. See, you've already fixed it. <laughs> you've already fixed it. All I was going to say earlier in terms of this of like, are we on the remake section? No, no, we're not. We'll save okay. it, with
0: it. But um, so thoughts about this film. Um,
1: uh, again, it goes back. There's so much in this. Like now, we look at it and, and we have Inception. Right. But truly, this movie was the exact idea as Inception. Not the assassination part, but the idea of entering dreams and altering those dreams. There's so many mm-hmm. themes that are in this that. I'm sure Nolan has seen this movie. Had to. I don't think he was intentionally ripping no, it no, off. I, but there's some blatant, they did it first. Right. It happened in Dreamscape. It totally existed. And there's tropes that are from that that have gone on forever. Uh, it, I also wonder what level of green screen this was for actors. Because Star Wars had, had been out. Right. And there's green screen used, but that was all models and props. And there's a lot of red screen, actually.
0: So blue one, screen. They use a lot of blue screen, too. Yeah, red and blue. Cause, red cause, is for effects. But because but, they did, because I know like the speed break chase is on blue screen yep and
1: so there's some actor stuff in that
0: yep but it wasn't a lot no it wasn't no. a lot
1: so i'm wondering if this is like another you know a lower budget movie because i don't think the budget on this was real high so
0: i i, I didn't i have and maybe it's because i'm colorblind i never knew about red screen so red screen's for special effects
1: yeah it's a lot of times for vfx so yeah. so is is there a reason because of the color that just like we need no it's because a lot of times like if there's a if there's a a lot of times they'll do red for like passes, very specific passes. And in, in fact, one day if Horst comes home, we should have him on. Oh, yeah, totally. It. But it's like VFX passes. So, like, if you're doing like the explosion mat pass, that's what you, it's, it's all technical stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, to no idea. So, you'll learn something every day. And Or if the costuming requires it, mm-hmm. like for some reason they're in blue, obviously that doesn't work. And green doesn't work really well with blue either. Right. So, red just gives you that guaranteed pull. Cool. Yeah. Learn something every day. Nice. Yep. Nice. Very cool. They don't use it much anymore, though. No. King has oh. got way better.
0: Yeah, so even just normal Premiere
1: King has got a whole lot better. It's um, about a million times better it's than right. this. <laughs> So your iPhone can do a better job Stop. knocking out the background than than the movie Dreamscape. Uh, but so the story elements, I actually love the idea of we're taking like an MK Ultra sort of crazy uh, CIA run operation. I like that kind. Of, I mm. like Cold War stories. Oh yeah. So I love. Them. I think. It, I
0: think on that. I think it on that aspect, it does work. It. I buy. I buy most of this film. I what I especially with a secret government agency yeah. and the the you know in government agency plot to kill the president. Yeah, I, I'm all in on it and life. I like
1: the fact that, that and and maybe I missed it, but I thought they said if you die in your dream, you die. I think Max von Sydow has that line. I like the fact that what they did say is when uh, Buddy Ray, no Tommy Ray is gonna go kill, he says, use a psychic knife. Whatever that means. Right. The point is, is that he is doing something to that person. Right. He is literally committing a murder. Right. And it's not that they dreamed death themselves to death. Right. They literally were murdered. Right. And he's love been
0: it. yeah because his whole thing he's been practicing in the
1: dreams. To I, control. I actually
0: lo- I love that idea. Quaid was just kind of hanging out and then killed a snake man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just bizarre. <laughs> he's a, he's like he's like a a very reluctant hero. Right. Um, it's the classic yeah eighties man. I mean, so. that's what he is.
0: So, here's some trivia for you. Kevin Costner was offered the role of Tommy Ray. It's insane. But he turned it down because he didn't want to play a supporting role. That would have been not good. That was a good call. <sighs> good call. Good call. Was the second film to be rated PG 13?
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Under
0: the new MPA uh, uh rating guides, uh, Following Red Dawn, which came out uh, weeks prior to this uh, Wait, film's Red role. Dawn was the first one? Red Dawn was the first so one.
1: So, I've often heard it was always Temple.
0: Nope. Temple's in there, but it's uh, Temple's the next, uh, later that year. Interesting. And so, uh, Cape Cashel started as a love interest in not one, but two 1984 movies that featured a scene where a man's still beating heart was ripped up from his chest. This and the just aforementioned Temple of the Doom. That's brilliant. I had no idea. (laughs) I knew it was 84. I just didn't
1: think about it. That's true. So, there's an interesting story out there. If you want to Google this, there's a guy, it was posted in Time. There's a guy who's talking about Inception. This is like in 2005 or 2006. And he's talking about the movie Inception, but he's talking about sitting next to a someone going into production on a movie that he thought was a sequel or remake of Dreamscape. <laughs> it's an article out there. I'll find it. Uh, maybe right. I'll send it to you for the show notes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Dreamscape.
0: Dreamscape uh, released August 17th, 1984, just a few days before my birthday. Oh. I would have been... Seven. <laughs> uh opening weekend was two point two million. Its domestic gross was twelve.
1: Two million bucks in the eighties, though that's like a mid range.
0: So, yeah. with two million dollars, where do you think it ranked in the top top ten?
1: Ooh. Of for, the,
0: for that weekend, how to it do its weekend?
1: Oh, I think it was probably like three or five. I'm gonna say three.
0: Three. Nine. Really. So number one was the Clint Eastwood movie, Tightrope, which I have never seen. Never,
1: I, don't, I don't actually know that movie.
0: Followed by Red Dawn. Oh. Then um, Ghostbusters, Purple Rain, Revenge of the Nerds, The Karate Kid. 94. Listen to that list of yeah, yeah, movies yeah, it, all it, it, out at the same time. 84 was so good. The Woman in Red, Sheena, and then Dreamscape, followed by Gremlins. Wow. Cloak and Dagger is also. Cloak and Dagger was 12.
1: Wow, the budget for Dreamscape? You want to take a guess? Uh... Or do you have the production budget I don't number? have it in my hands. Uh, production budget numbers.
0: $11 million.
1: Uh It's a little bit higher than 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 it would be. I was trying to do 84 number, number so how much? So that's close. If, if you think about it, yeah. it would be, it's $6 million. So 84, okay. nowadays, that would have been a $12 million movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's a low-budget movie that got a release, basically. So
0: in the year, how do you think it ranked in the top 100? Ooh. i gave give you a hint. It's, it is definitely in the top 100.
1: Uh... I'm going to go with God 84 is rough. There's a lot of good stuff. There's so many we just listed I'm gonna some I'm going to go many. with uh 63. 70, you were really close. Yeah.
0: Uh the top 5 movies, you want to take a guess? Of that year? Of that year. ET. It's got to be no. Num- a- ET was 82.
1: Oh. Oh, Ghostbusters I mean. Number 2, You're right? Uh number 2. Oh, wait, is there a Back to the Future out then?
0: No, that's 85. Dang it. So, so far, you got one.
1: You just named them all during the summer movie. Some playback. of them I
0: did name, yes.
1: Whatever. Yeah, Red Dawn's not one of them. I no, it watch. was
0: not. It was a bomb. Top five movies from 1984 Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters. Oh, my gosh. Indiana Jones and The Temple of Doom. People right. forget, I mean, how big Eddie Murphy was. Yeah. Just, Think just about
1: 1984 is maybe one of the biggest years.
0: I would argue 84 and 89.
1: 89 is Batman?
0: Batman, Lethal Weapon 2. Uh,. There's a ton of stuff. Williams, in Jurassic
1: Park, 92? 94. 94. Yeah. So. I don't know that year. We'd have to look at that year.
0: But uh, so Gremlins is number four. Oh my God. The Party Kids, number five. I'll, I'll, let me just do the top ten because these are fun. Police Academy, number six. Footloose. Romancing the these Stone. These are all gold mines. Romancing th- the
1: Stone's an interesting thing that it made it in there because it doesn't hold up and it's never been remade.
0: Right. Uh, Star Trek. I love Romancing the Stone, though. Oh, it's great. Uh, Star Trek three: The Search for Spock and then Splash.
1: Splash, think about that. Like, but, I mean, really, we
0: keep going. Purple Rain, Amadeus, Oh, Great Stroke <laughs> 2010, Greystone,
1: yeah, Great I used to, that's the one with the apes or whatever, right. so it was, it was No, a, no,
0: Greystroke, The Legend of Tarzan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but uh, like let's see, meme. 2010 is number seven. <laughs> Here's something I didn't know 2010, which I love, the year we make contacts, a sequel of 2001, yeah, and outside of its place in history and scope, I enjoy 2010 better. Uh, it's a, there's a story there. Um, it, it It's number 17 in the year, year list It made more money than The Terminator Which was 21 That's
1: mind blowing uh,
0: Friday 13th 4 is on this list Nightmare on Elm Street Passage to India Oh,
1: uh, Which is the uh, The never ending stories on this <laughs> Never ending story. What's Which is the romancing the stone with Ice Pepe <laughs> Which one Where he's like and this is Pepe And Pepe's like a, a kind of badass truck No that's the first one Yeah, I love that scene Yeah yeah oh yeah there's yeah. some great moments in that movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great movie. It reminded me of. Uh, I watched it recently. What's the. what's the um, I see his face. African Queen. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of like the African yeah,
0: Queen. Yeah, yeah uh, Michael Douglas is very Humphrey Bogart now. It? Yeah,
1: it's very much that vibe.
0: Yeah, so how would you, with Dreamscape, how would you make it today?
1: I don't want people to think that I just take movies and make comedies, but in this <laughs> case, I do think it would make. And when I say a comedy, I want you to think comedy in the vein of like spies like us. Right. Serious plot line but you could put a little more humor into it. Right. Because the bo- not the boner scene, but the, uh, the guy's sexual right, fantasy right. or whatever. There, his, there's room for humor in this. There's film. a lot of room for humor that needed to be in it. There could be nice little moments of hijinks leading right. into it. Um, I would say that if I were to recast it, you know, in modern terms, yeah, yeah. one of the things that really stood out to me, I didn't realize how much Christopher Plummer, dressed the way he was, the right. way he performed, reminded me of John Hamm. Oh yeah, John Hamm would be great in this. He'd be amazing in this role. Oh yeah,
0: totally great. Um, See, do you have John Hamm? Who would be? Who would? Uh, next on
1: side we? He'd be. Uh, that one's trickier because I keep going back and forth on like who do I cast in it? That's you know, like. If I'm stacking it, I'm like, oh, you know, just throw old Patty Stewart in there. But then he's too old, I think. Right,
0: I think he is too. You, you want someone who's like fifties who could be a college professor, like, yeah, you know, who's digging into it, yeah, dig in, dig into it. So there's, I mean, there's actors. there's, oh, there's actors. Who's, who, who's your lead though? Did you get someone new?
1: No, yeah, I would get an unknown. I, I an think unknown. you need to. I think you need the threat level. That's, um, that's midnight. Good. I got you. If you don't. I'm obsessed with that. I was always obsessed with that. But it's right. But really, it's really hard to make. Maybe that's why I like a lot of these smaller movies, because so, no one knew who these people were. So
0: I, I alluded to this before, but here's my version of this. Yep. I mix this with I, I'm going to follow you. I, I'm going to combine two movies, two franchises. Love it. So our I mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street and Dreamscape. So basically, this is Nightmare on Elm Street 3 with, with psychics who were helping kids f- go through their I night think night it's or- fantastic. I mean, that's it's 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 already there so you have you have a list of patients and a list of crazy dreams and then you have your psychic killer your freddy krueger well
1: what's cool is you could do the observational thing first right right like they're observing right and right and they're starting to see this pattern right. emerge <clears throat> and then they have to kick ass right like, the one thing i i think i remember a little bit of three which is don't they kind of go to toe to toe with freddy like they figure out they can fight back
0: sort of they think they can oh there's a lot of that there's yeah there's uh
1: the, the Maybe that's all. What I always wanted was in yeah, right. the fight,
0: right? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> the Dream Warriors, what, the idea of getting their powers are, are kind of cool, but when they when it comes to actual execution of them, we learn that Freddy's truly the king of Nightmare World, right? And so he can he can nothing's really affecting him, except. In that movie, in case it's things that happen in the real world that stop Freddy, yeah. So everything they can look cool and whatever in the dream world, but they're kind of useless. And yeah. then it's though, you know it's whatever's going on trying to stop Freddy in the real world is what what wins that wins the day. Yeah, it's a good movie though. It's a, it's, it's one of the but better. It's a great Fred. idea to combo but, the two. Yeah, you I combo the two. You, and even, I think it's even, even if we couldn't get the franchises together, that's what you do. You have some. I would. I love the killing the president um, <laughs> plot line, um, but I think you can do without it. You can. You, you can have, you can train a psychic killer in this film.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: And then your sequel, because you know we think in sure. threes. Your sequel is you. And send you can him call a- it Mind Right, Mind Hunter. <laughs> I think huh? that's taken on Netflix. Oh, don't it. David Venture is out there if he's he's listening. Yeah, dear David. Would you like some facts about dreams? Yes, let's do it. You Dream for fact <laughs> number one. You forget ninety percent of your dreams within
1: five minutes of waking. That's fact. I don't, remember, I don't remember And it's, it really sucks When it was a good sex dream Yeah I, And it's like Wait just hang on One more, more second oh. And it
0: fades um, The blind dream Those who lost their vision st- uh, Still see images in the dream But those who've never had sight Dream but it involves Their other senses So they dream in sight same, so.
1: That's fascinating I, I know I had I'm, no idea you know, about that. that I mean it makes sense to me Which also would go Really good in your movie Right Makes yeah. sense to me But I never
0: You know uh, In our dreams We only see faces That we already know our mind is not uh, inventing faces in our dreams. We see real faces of real people that we have seen during our life, but may not know or remember. We've all seen hundreds and thousands of faces, so in our lives, so we have an endless supply of characters for our brain to utilize in our dreams. Brilliant. I love it. I absolutely love it. Not everyone dreams in color, but more people are dreaming color as uh, as we enter into the future. So in the past, more people dream- dreamed in black and white, but since the invention of things like color television and things— we dream in color more.
1: That's fascinating because, like, that was a whole thing. Like right. Do you dream in color? But yes, I do. Like everyone. Right. Does
0: and, right. But yeah. So brilliant. You have four to seven dreams a night. Animals dream too. And then here's the my favorite thing is you're paralyzed during your dreams. So when you're dreaming, you don't move. As, uh, REM sleep is characterized by paralysis of the voluntary muscles. The phenomenon is known as REM atonia, and prevents you from acting out in your dreams while you're asleep. Uh, basically, uh, basically, because m- motor neurons are not stimulated, your body does not move. There are cases where that happens, and you wake up. That's called parasomnia. I've had it. Oh, I had it too. Parasomnia. It uh, is freaking terrifying. Right. So, so you're had it dr- twice. Right, right. You're still dreaming. You can't move. Um, a lot of people who are skeptics of alien abductions believe that's alien abductions.
1: Uh, I am. I'm. I'm really on the teetering line that that is a lot of fact. So in my situation, I woke up with sleep paralysis, wide awake, right. and I could not move. And my dog, God rest him, was in the room with me and I could talk to him. Right. And he could talk to me. Right. Right. But that little weird link was my brain starting to put together. That's, but I thought there was someone in there with me. Right. And I kept telling him to help me. Like, I, you know, in my head I'm saying it. Right. But you're freaking out because I can't. The words aren't coming out of my mouth. Right. And so it, was, it talked me down. The second time I had it, I woke up. I freaked out because it is weird, and like 10, 15 seconds of being awake, I was like, oh, I'm having sleep paralysis, and I fell right back asleep. Right. Like, as soon as I acknowledged it, I was out.
0: I've probably had it a few times before, but I the one I remember most is uh, I was high school maybe. I was sleeping in um, bed, and I, of course, because sleeping, but I woke up, and I saw this abnormally large spider. Oh, crazy. And I was, But I was awake. I saw it, and I right. saw it crawling on my ceiling. And that, and I couldn't move. And then I used whatever willpower I had to, to wake up and move. And then I started looking for the spider, because I thought it was—I swore it was there. Right. That was real and what. And, but of course, that dawned on me. Oh, I was
1: still dreaming. Okay, got gotcha, you. And then went back to sleep. Yeah, it's a—it's a weird sensation. Oh, it it's really is. bizarre. Bizarre. It's very unnerving. But yeah. But it would make a cool again another tie into your movie. Right. To bring that kind of stuff in. So you know. Just, you know, just
0: say. You know, we have good movie ideas. The studio just needs to
1: give us money. Well, half of that, they're just ripping us off. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're just, stealing our ideas. They're they'll like, just take you it. You guys listen to this week's podcast. <laughs> they gave us seven ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Dentist Quaid movie. <laughs> At
0: least we'll make money off the t-shirt he's if you will dentist, buy it. He's, he's an adventurer. Be- <laughs>
1: he's Dentist Quaid. <laughs> dentist Quaid. What Cousin Randy? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. No Cousin Randy. No nope. Cousin Randy has to straighten up. <laughs> cousin Randy's cuckoo yeah, he's, for Cocoa Puffs.
0: He's I think he's in the united states now for a while he's hiding out Canada. i think he
1: got imprisoned no th- i think he's out i don't oh. think
0: but i think because they arrested him but i
1: well you can't hold the guy who saved the united states from alien attack
0: that's true you can't you can't um i th- I, th- I don't think i mean he didn't kill anybody i think he's just i think it's tax evasion, evasion and stuff so like yeah. those are like we've arrested you but you can get out on bail kind of stuff yeah. and then we're probably not going to touch you for a couple of years because court system i could be all wrong but i don't think he harmed anybody so no. so i think he's out i think he's back in california or is he a every now and then you get a, like a weird video from him. You know, go watch those; they're crazy.
1: Oh yeah, they're fantastic.
0: Or he's right, and we're all crazy. So <laughs>
1: either way, either way, works out.
0: Well, I think that's about the end of the show. I, I would recommend this movie; it's fun, hundred percent. It's worth watching. Yeah, it's a great eighties. It's movie. one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's a callback movie.
1: movie. If you haven't watched it in a while, it's fun to sit back and, and rewatch. And this if you movie. never watch
0: it, it's it's. it's Prime Dennis Quaid. It's a, I mean just for that. I it mean, is. It's uh, just
1: just it's cra- it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And you can watch it if you have Amazon Prime. That's where we watched. Yeah, it, watch it, it on Amazon Prime.
0: It's, it's free on Prime.
1: In fact, if I've, that's one of those key moments where if we had them as a sponsor, we would be like, in fact, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Just enter code <laughs> <Right>.
0: catacombs. <laughs> That'd be nice one day. Uh, interesting side note before we end. I have bought this movie six times.
1: <laughs>
0: what? I have bought this movie six F6 copies somewhere. You
1: just keep forgetting. You're like, oh, I got to get it again.
0: Right? No, no. I no. I keep forgetting I have it. So like, and my my, my best friend Joshua will will count this because he's bought it with me a few times um, when I was buying physical media. It's one of the reasons why I don't buy. It. There, I have copies of a lot of things, but yeah. I have I have six copies of Dreamscape. That's and the main, terrible. The main reason was like, oh, I love this movie, I'll buy it. Yeah. And then I forget I own it. Yeah. Of and they are like, oh my god, I love this movie, and I will buy it. Yeah. I'm the Finding Dory no, I was of just Dream, about to say, Dreamscape.
1: You're the Finding Dory of Dreamscape. That's right. Totally but just for Dreamscape,
0: we're yeah. like, I, it's it's insane. It's like, oh, this is good. Oh well. Oh,
1: Dreamscape. I had a birthday recently, and Scotty walks up and he's like, "Happy birthday!" and gives me a Blu-ray double feature.
0: Hold on, uh, yeah, I, I, and one of these mainly for the one movie. On oh, the that's double. really for this one movie. And and really, the reason why we do this podcast is for this movie, and we haven't done it yet. And I'm looking forward to doing it
1: because one of my all and it, this was a early on in our friendship because oh, yeah. we met through mutual friends. Right. Quick story: we met, and we'll talk about this. I'm sure on the episode, but we met through mutual friends, and one of the first conversations we had was talking about movies, and then somehow we landed on Eliminators.
0: Right, because it's great,
1: and we were like, "Oh my god, I love that movie!" Right, there's, who's seen it? Like eight people. <laughs> And it's one of the movies that, is, like Jim Cotta, right. has stuck with me, oh, yeah. and there's moments in it where I just wanted that for the rest so, of my life.
0: So, Jim Cotta, I understand why there's not a, a remake. Sure. I, I totally, like, I get it. Eliminators.
1: It has potential to it be It has a potential
0: to be a remake. 100%. 100 I mean, it's not an, a well-made movie, but there's a great nugget of ideas in there. There's, no, there's, there's a whole lots. bunch of stuff in there you could, you could work with. Yeah. And um it's it was made by empire and uh, when we do the episode i have a i have the i have a book about empire and, and um the studio yeah or the production company and uh there's some really interesting stuff about and it. and
1: again it has like denise crosby who yeah, didn- I had like a super crush on i didn't realize it was her until after tasha had died right have you ever met her no i
0: have a couple times at a couple conventions. And I talk about uh, she likes she's recognized me a few times. Oh yeah, because you know we're gonna talk about Eliminators. Yeah, because she's like she's like you're one of the eight people who saw it. I'm like I know, right? It's a small club. Uh, I talk about this in another movie I love her, her in called Miracle Mile.
1: Miracle Mile. It sounds familiar. It Anthony talking about.
0: Anthony Edwards is in it, and uh, it's about uh, it's an it's a nuclear holocaust film. So um, Anthony Ab- Edwards is a uh, from ER fame and um, Revenge of the Nerds. And he's Goose, right, from Top Gun. Yep. <laughs> and he's on
1: something else right now too, and I can't remember what it but, is. But so uh, he was. Oh, a designated line. survivor. Right.
0: So Anthony Edwards is a jazz musician who meets uh, a waitress, and they set up for a date. He oversleeps because she's working the late shifts, and they go, I'll take a nap, and then I'll go pick you up. Gets back to the diner and when he gets to the diner she's gone and so he's going to go call her on the payphone cuz it's the 80s no one had cell phones yep. and when goes picks up the phone he it's uh someone's on the line or, like they had called and uh it's a uh, it's a guy who's like a corporal or a private like hey mom dad the bombs are coming i wasn't supposed to call you but you got to get out you got and so he's got the the death phone call and now he's trying and so he gets the call before anyone does
1: crazy
0: and so it's this adventure of getting the girl and trying to find a way to survive because you know the end of the world is coming right it's a fantastic movie that sounds amazing yeah i'd like to look that i up. love it. yeah it's a great movie it's a, it's absolutely a great movie well well we may visit that and many other great movies on this podcast you never know we've got a whole list we want to do so we're looking forward to it uh happy birthday to you sir thank you And uh, this is Scotty saying, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Yakmala. (laughs) Yakmala.